You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. Yesterday was the 60th anniversary of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. So many of the things he advocated for in that famous speech, the left no longer believes. Well, even the content of character these days, well, that's somehow racist as well, as the left segregates our values into white ones and black ones, as if we don't all want safe neighborhoods, good jobs, and the opportunity to pursue our happiness. Instead, there are lots of identity politics, everyone pigeonholed in their category. I mean, instead of finding common ground, learning from one another, coming together, for some, they are still dividing themselves in the most uncivilized, elementary, and ignorant way possible by their skin color. Martin Luther King believed we were all created equal. The left believes some are more equal than others. Return each weeknight with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Parr from 9 to 10 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Looking like it'll be a direct hit. I'm Chris Foster. Fox News, Hurricane Adalia hitting straight for Florida's west coast, about 320 miles from Tampa now. The storm is forecast to make landfall along Florida's Big Bend tomorrow morning as a major hurricane. Governor Ron DeSantis' effects will be felt for hours before and after across a wide swath of the state. Fox's Rebecca Castor. We expect conditions to start ramping up overnight. We're not expecting much wind to pick up here until later this afternoon. For our area here, those mandatory evacuations in Pinellas County are just for Zone A, so we know those are those coastal front uh, homes and businesses, as well as people in mobile homes. We know also that throughout Pinellas County, there are multiple multiple sandbag locations set up for people that are staying here and want to make sure that their low-lying homes don't get any flooding in their neighborhood. And we saw people boarding up yesterday as well. The storm's on track to hit the, uh, the Carolinas late Thursday. Biden administration's announcing the first 10 drugs targeted for direct price negotiations to get Medicare costs down, including the blood thinner Eliquis and medications used to treat diabetes and autoimmune disease. Drug companies refusing to take part in the program could face steeper taxes. The provision is not without controversy, facing heavy criticism from Republicans and lawsuits from several pharmaceutical companies. Fox's Jared Halpern, a violent end to a police standoff. San Diego police spotted a wounded person on the ground. While trying to rescue them, the police came under fire from a man who'd barricaded himself in a garage. After a two-hour standoff, the garage suddenly burst into flames. More gunshots followed. At least one of them was from a police sniper rifle. After the fire department put out the fire, the gunman was rushed to the hospital but was pronounced dead. Fox's Jack Callahan. Police have not said anything yet about a motive for a shooting at the University of North Carolina yesterday. A faculty member's dead, a suspect's in custody. America's listening to Fox News. Let's face it, talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance, built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. 
The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older and... Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to ethoslife.com now for your free estimate. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Brobridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at matthew-james.com. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5. K- Hi, I'm Jenna Ushkowitz. Animals protect, comfort, and give us their love. It's time we repaid the favor. American Humane encourages everyone to do four simple things. Adopt from a local rescue group or shelter. Help animals in disasters by becoming an American Humane rescue volunteer. Choose only humanely raised foods. And help endangered creatures by supporting American Humane certified institutions. Visit AmericanHumane.org to learn more. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome, Moongrafon Show. Great to have you with us on a terrific Tuesday, folks. Glad to have you back with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Hoping John Blanchard would join us at 10 o'clock today and uh, get a chance to visit with him about finances. But we're going to jump gears. I have called my climate czar, Stephen Parr, the climate czar of the Moongrafon Show, who is a real meteorologist, been a meteorologist for 20-something years, He's been on TV, and he's also working with Salem Media. Stephen, how you doing, brother? Doing great. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, all right, so now wildfires are climate change, and you agree that climate change is real. We all agree with that. It's nothing to do with man-made, but uh, I just thought it was interesting. I'm watching this happen, and God bless the people that are fighting them in, in Louisiana. I hope we don't lose a home or anything. But I, I thought you'd right. give some perspective of what's going on because if you read the papers, I saw one other experts say extreme wildfires are what we need to expect in Louisiana. I wanted to get the real take on it. Your your take on what's going on and why are we having this now? And you made a great observation about how California is not at this point. So tell me what's going on. Yeah, yeah that that's absolutely the, the big deal. Every summer generally you get a what's we call it a dome of high pressure that sets up somewhere in the united states and look the united states is a big thing we were continent wide right go from the atlantic all the way over to the pacific we are a big country every year somewhere in the united states over summer you get a dome of high pressure that just sets up and it gets stuck and it stays in that area and that prevents rain from coming in and it also really even prevents clouds from forming because the high pressure is shoving air down that clears out the atmosphere so you get lots of sunshine 
sand hitting the ground, not a whole bunch of moisture coming in, that dries out the ground and you lead to wildfires. In recent years, that's been more common over in the Rockies, over in California, and that's why the last several years you had all the big drought out in California. You had all of the wildfires that were going on out in California. They kept blaming that on climate change. Well, then over the winter, California gets a ton of snow, a lot of rain. Their drought is broken. This summer, the bubble of high pressure didn't set up over California. It set up over Texas and Louisiana. It's not that this is climate change. This is just climate. And and where that dome of high pressure sets up every summer is not going to be the exact same location. It's just part of the, the natural process. It will set up somewhere. It may set up over St. Louis. It may set up over on the East Coast. It may set up on the West Coast. This year it just happened to set up over us, and that's why we're looking at this drought. That's why we're looking at the risk for wildfires. Yeah, it's a it, natural thing. Can it, can it set up for more than one year? Can it stay around for a while? Uh, it doesn't necessarily. Um, similar atmospheric situations, uh, similar distributions of heat in the ocean, and so the next summer it may be more likely to set up in the same place again over yeah. the summer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that absolutely can happen, and that was what was going on in California for a couple of years is we had a La Nina out in the Pacific that made it more likely for the dome of high pressure to set up over on the West Coast. So and by no means, by me buying an electric car, and using solar panels and windmills, are we going to stop this? By no means. Well, no. No, by no means. First of all, if you have an electric car, your car runs on coal. Uh, because for, for every electric vehicle that we have on the market, you have to actually create more electricity generation. If we weren't having to create the electri- electricity to power your car, we probably could have shut down a coal power plant uh, because we're shutting down coal power plants first. So your car, you may think it runs on uh, a clean energy, but no, your car always runs on coal if you have an electric car. But the other part of it is that it doesn't really matter. It's, it's, first of all, carbon dioxide is not the main driver of climate. And secondly, even if it was, your one car is not enough to make a difference even over 100 years. It's, it's just too small. It's, it's a big planet. We're pretty, we're pretty puny. Yeah, you know, these articles that come up like in the devil's advocate around the country. I saw one the other day. It said what we're experiencing now with the dry heat and the wildfires, they're telling people, and I I, I saw one of the articles in the devil's advocate, this is the norm. Experts say this will be the norm. And I'm going, wow. Matter of fact, when they say experts, I like to run. But experts say this is going to be the norm. What do you mean this is going to be the norm? Well, here's what they should have said. This is the norm. It's yeah. not that it's going to be the norm. This is just how nature works. This is just how climate works. This is how the atmosphere works. Every single year, you have wildfires somewhere. Mm-hmm. It is a natural process. There's never been a year in the history of mankind where there weren't wildfires in the summer somewhere. It's not climate change. But here's where, the, here's where the real flaw in the whole thinking should, is. This is where you really know the people talking about this aren't actually deep thinkers. Because if they were to say, this is the new norm, then why wouldn't they say, okay, we've got to be able to adjust to the new norm. We've got to be able to put policies in place, actions in place that will save property and save lives. What that means is we need to make sure our forests aren't tinderboxes. 
So if you really thought that this was the new norm, then you would be pushing for better forest management in this country. You would be Good insisting point. that we go into every forest in the country and we clear out all the dead brush, Great that point. we even chop down a, a bunch of the trees so that the forests are thinner and healthier and better able to survive wildfires. They don't take their bright idea that they think that this is the new norm and take it to the logical next step of saying, so what steps do we need to do to protect life and property? Got a call yesterday. Uh, by the way, Stephen Parr, the Moon Graffon Climate Sorry, he's a meteorologist, uh, Salem Media, and uh, does talk radio. Uh, uh, he's a little bit of everything. Uh, Stephen, I, the young lady called yesterday. She was head of the logging association. And she told us about the fires that are taking place right now up north. And she said in 2020, when Laura came through, it went through all her property and knocked down a ton of trees, pine trees and, and things that they, they cultivate. And it just stayed there. Right. And they tried to, with the right. help of Chuck Owens, they tried to get some legislation and money to, 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 to do something about it because they said this was going to happen. Well, guess what? Right. They weren't able to do enough. So when the fire started, all these trees are laid down. All this grass is grown up on them, and it's all dried up and brown. And, and, and then a fire starts with kindling. Boom, that's it. And we didn't even do anything about it. But like you said, if they really thought this was the new norm, in California, they won't let you clean out the forest because of some uh, new mosquito or cockroach they found. They don't want to eliminate them. So they, they are causing all this stuff. And, uh, and it's a shame that it's taking place. But let me make this statement. Uh, droughts and hurricanes, tornadoes are normal. <laughs> it's normal. It's so normal. It's yeah. not even funny. That's right. That's right. And and it's unusual for us to go several years without getting hit by hurricanes. It's never been the case where we went a full year without getting hit by tornadoes. This is, this is just how things are. And look, if we don't clean out our forests, if we don't do a better job of forest management in this country, nature will do it for us. If we don't clean up our mess with all those downed trees in all the forests, then nature will come through with the fire and clean it up for us. We have a choice. We can either manage what we've been put in charge of by God, or nature will do it for us. And we won't like the way nature does it. No, we don't like the way nature does it. But the problem is the scaring of people in the media. I'll give you an example. When we wanted a heat wave, now we've gotten a little break here. Uh, we were yeah. 90 degrees yesterday. Okay? Now we're back right. to normal. 92, 93, 94 down here. Y'all probably a little warmer where y'all are because y'all not sitting on the golf. So, but, but the whole time that I watched this with this heat thing, the whole time was every story was done about the weather. And then they always throw in the old right. climate change stories, how man is doing it. So you get the devil's advocate, meteorologist on TV, and it, it don't matter what to say. The angle is, look how bad it's getting that we don't do something about it. That's the angle, and we can't do anything about it but clean our forests. We can't do anything. If we can do something about it, please tell me what we can do about it. Yeah, we can't change the weather. People have been trying to change the weather for a long time. We don't have that power. What we do, what is within our power, what is within our control, is to adapt to the weather. That's what humans have been doing yep. since the dawn of time. It's why we all live in homes, is because we're trying to adapt to the weather. It's what air conditioning is all about, is trying to adapt to the weather. We shouldn't be trying to stop something that's going to happen 
We shouldn't be trying to stop the planet from turning. We should be trying to make sure that we are resilient to handle as much of what nature can throw at us as we possibly can. That's how you save lives. You don't try and stop the hurricane. You try and move people out of the path of the hurricane and make whatever structures are in this path more resilient. Now, let me give you an example. Adapting to the weather. You know, there was a time that people just were hot. Then they came up with something called a fan. Okay? Right. Then they came up with something called an air condition because it was hot. Years ago, you had no nothing to put food in to store it. They came up with refrigerators. They came up with free. We were adapting since man began. God gave us that ability to do that. Why would you want to take it away? And they're talking about taking away ceiling fans and air conditioning and eating meat. Everything the left does is always take away and control us. It's never go be the best you can be. And they come up with lies like this. This this. This is the biggest lie. This is a bigger lie than wearing a mask is going to stop a vaccine. I mean, stop a, a, a virus. Well, and it will, it will end up killing people. Moon, we had a young man that died up here in North Louisiana last night, or I guess it was maybe been the night before, because he did not have air conditioning in his home. A 28-year-old died from heat stroke because he didn't have air conditioning in his home. Now, you go back 100 years... No one had air conditioning in their home. It's mm. part of why people just didn't live as long is because the the environment, the weather, the climate, it's the same as what we've had today. We just didn't have the defenses against it back then. And so that's part of why life expectancy is longer today than it was 100 years ago. Air conditioning saves lives. Ceiling fans can save yeah. lives. And the fact that the government wants to get rid of that tells you what they really think about people. Yeah, you got it. You got another minute? Can you hold on? Sure. Well, yeah. on, it's going to be a short segment. Let me give you another a few minutes. Stephen Paul, the meteorologist, climate czar, the meteorologist. Folks, I mean, when you read all this stuff, you can nut up about it or you can listen to this program. We just tell you the truth. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. The Louisiana Republican Party endorsed Liz Merle for attorney general. That's no surprise. Liz is one of us. An eighth-generation Louisianan, LSU Tiger, wife and mom with a concealed carry permit. She's Louisiana Solicitor General. That means when Louisiana goes to court, we send Liz Merle to fight for us. Liz has defeated Joe Biden's lawyers time and again. When Biden came after our oil and gas jobs, Liz stopped them. She fought for the unborn at the U.S. Supreme Court. During COVID, Liz stood for freedom. When a pastor was arrested for holding church service, Liz defended our rights to worship. She stood up for us, protected our freedoms, and she keeps criminals where they belong, in jail. Liz is our fighter. She will work nonstop to keep Louisiana safe and free. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by Safe and Free Louisiana and not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. 70% of prison inmates read at a fourth grade level or below. We can't cut crime without fixing our schools. Participation in early childhood education reduces criminal activity by 20%. Our schools are our first line of defense against crime. Bullying stops teaching and stops learning. One in five Louisiana high school students reports being bullied on school property. One out of six will skip school at least once in the next 30 days, scared for their safety. We lead the nation in percent of high school students who attempt suicide. As governor, I'll support counseling for the bully 
and the child being bullied. Violent repeat offenders will go to an alternative school that teaches the citizenship and character necessary to become a responsible citizen, or they'll just go to juvenile jail. Kids can't learn if we let our schools become minor league for the Department of Corrections. Hunter Lundy, Governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Hi, this is Kildren. Welcome back, Mugrafon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766. I think it's 766-6607. Last time I checked. Anyway, uh, we are talking to Stephen Parr, my climate czar. He is uh, on the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Stephen, if if I want to pull my hair out on this, and I know, <laughs> I know. You must have pulled your hair out to see what people are buying into. The insinuation of all local news and, and, and national news. and It's like they know the time is right. Like they love the fact that Florida's going to get hit with a hurricane. And I may want to add, the only three hurricanes the last two years now, I'm not saying we can't get hit again, all hit Florida, which, by the way, Florida's a natural spot for most of them to hit because they come in the Gulf and they come across west or they, or they, or they head... Northeast and they low. Florida's normally going to be the one to get hit. That's that's pretty normal. Uh, just your thoughts on that because they they just shove it down our place, our face every day that this is not normal. We're going through heat waves that aren't normal, and I don't care how many records they say it broke. You know, there's people that question that as well. well exactly. There's there's a lot of reasons to question the, the the records that are being broken, but look, Florida sticks out into you know the Gulf of Mexico, the Atlantic. Florida's got a kick me sign on it when it comes to hurricanes. Yep. Uh, they, they just the, the geography, it, it's just it's Florida has more lightning strikes than any other part of the United States on a daily basis, just because of its geography encourages not only thunderstorm formation but also when the hurricanes come uh, on through. Mm-hmm. When you, you talk about the records, notice how many times people are saying, oh, my gosh, this is – okay, let's take the tropical storm that hit uh, uh, hit South Cal- uh, Southern California, right, yeah. um, uh, Hillary. Yeah. Hillary came up, and people are like, oh, my gosh, this is the first time Southern California has been hit with a tropical storm in 84 years. It must be climate change. Well, wait, what caused the hurricane and the tropical storm to hit Southern California 84 years ago? Yeah, but let me, let me, I, I got the answer to that. Really going on. They had a meteorologist down here that was somebody, they must be getting heat from people saying, well, how was a record? Why was a record in 1894, 1901? And they said, well, back then right. it was natural. Now it's 80% natural and 20% climate change. I'm not making that up. When they said that, I like to fell out the chair. Well, you're not making it up, but they are. Yeah, There's no way to know what percentage of of the the record is is from carbon dioxide. It's just there's no that's not that's not something you can actually measure. And by the way, how do they know how much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is actually man made? We yeah. don't, because the carbon dioxide that's apparently man made looks exactly like the carbon dioxide that comes from a rotting whale carcass. It looks the exact same. <laughs> And, and and so to, to say that 
And here's the other part. If, you, if we're breaking a record from, let's say, 1936, okay? So back, I'm up here in Shreveport. In 1936, the temperature gauge for Shreveport was down by the river, down by the Red River, okay? okay. And we didn't have uh, a whole bunch of concrete. We didn't have massively tall buildings and made out of steel and stuff. You had some brick buildings and stuff downtown, but you, you didn't have, uh, you know, the, the the casinos. You didn't have those other things with the, the glass reflecting sure. everywhere. So so that 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 temperature station was actually lower in altitude because it was closer to the river, and it was further away from what we now have of the city that has popped up. The temperature gauge now is out by the airport. All of them. And all. It's all of them right about airport. To the freeway. Yep. All of them in exactly. the airport, and, and you've got, got concrete everywhere. And you got city that's built up around it, yeah. right? Yeah. So because it's it's inside the loop, so you've got the loop, and you got I twenty, you got all that stuff going on. You got cars traveling through. So for us to break a record from the 1930s or the 1800s means it was really hot back then because the setup of the temperature stations back then would have skewed cooler than the temperature stations today simply because the temperature stations today are more likely to be sitted in an urban heat island effect. Yeah, but you know, people survived back then, no air conditioning. How did they go to sleep at night? Could you imagine going to bed at night with no air conditioning and a ceiling fan? How did they make it? Oh, my it? God. How did it, they make it? it and the other part of that is that something like heat stroke is cumulative over several days. So if you get overheated one day, it's much easier for you to get overheated the next day. So it's not just that you go one night without air conditioning. You go day after day after day after day and and yeah that builds up on a body over time and that's part of why people live longer today than we did then yeah because we have air conditioning how can people find out more about you steven and about what y'all do yeah, yeah, check us out, uh, AmericanGroundRadio.com. AmericanGroundRadio.com. Uh, we got a show we, we do uh, every single day, and uh, you can check out the podcast and stuff like that. We talk about lots of different stuff on that show. Uh, basically, if, if they like the Moon Graffon show, they're going to like American Ground Radio because we, we love the Moon Graffon show. Yeah, that's awful kind of you. Stephen Paul, thank you, sir. God bless. All right, folks, that's just thank a you. bit of truth. You can run with it, or you can keep watching your meteorologists on TV. We'll be right back. handcuff the police instead of criminals, we have a problem. This is Jeff Landry. As an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy, I will defend, not defund our police. Serving as your attorney general, I've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street. I have seen the need for change and I will lead. As your governor, I will reverse failed policies that are driving crime. Bring truth and transparency to criminal justice and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, we must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at jefflandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. 
a convicted pedophile in Lake Charles was about to get released. The district attorney asked Solicitor General Liz Merle for help, and she delivered. That's Merle. In over 200 cases, she's helped DAs across Louisiana keep violent criminals behind bars. As our next attorney general, Liz Merle will make fighting crime priority one, two, and three. Conservative warrior, endorsed by law enforcement, the most qualified. Liz Merle for attorney general. Paid for by Liz Merle for attorney general. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. It's obvious. I heard the call to serve, so I answered. I earned a title and discovered my purpose. I found belonging, an unbreakable bond with my fellow Marines. We fought to overcome adversity together in defense of our nation and its people. I've lived a full life rich with meaning and even though i no longer wear the uniform i am still a marine my service has come full circle i will always look after those around me i will always uplift and support my country and my community because that is the promise i made that is what it means to be a marine semper fidelis Always faithful, always marine. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hey, all Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. By the way, uh, we expecting John Blanchard to be in at uh, 10. So we're looking forward to uh, to that. We'll be talking a little bit about money and finance, investment, things of that nature. We always look forward to John coming. He doesn't come in much. We could ask him about what's going on with the markets, but... Uh, you know, cryptocurrency is that in our future, which would be devastating to the United States. What happens if Russia and China start off? I mean, it's just a lot of questions to ask him about. And you can ask him any retirement question. You want taxes and things of that nature. By the way, folks, it's been brought to my attention, and, and I'm, 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 I ain't got a, gra- a grasp of the whole thing yet, but I'm working on it. Hopefully the next day or two I'm going to have a grasp of what's going on. But something that's come to my, to my attention, and I've been looking at it through the weekend, and it concerns me. You know, Blue Cross Blue Shield is one of the only companies that write health and care insurance in, in the great state of Louisiana. And the word is that they're going to be sold. And there are a lot of people in this business, a lot of people that don't want this to happen. There's a lot of people that don't that think this will be a bad, bad idea for the state of Louisiana. That the company that wants to buy them and I'll give you more detail a little later. But the company that wants to buy them, they got a history 
of going in and buying companies, lowering the prices at first, and then coming back and really jacking it up. Like they, they, I've, I've read uh, letters, letters from important people in the insurance business about why this is a horrendous deal. And I'd like to know. I know I've only seen one candidate take a step against, and it was Jeff Landry. Well, I want to know what the other candidates think about the Blue Cross deal. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, I've been using them for a while. They, a matter of fact, in Louisiana, you realize they're the only ones that I've dealt with that have worked with me on health and care insurance. My 2700 a month, which goes to about 200 a month a year, is devastating for us. That's just, you know, I don't have a lot of debt, but man, that, that hurts. And I'm not crying about it. And some of you, hey, good. I'm not thinking about it because you ain't paying $700 if you're on the government of Medicaid and you're getting yours for nothing. But I'm concerned about the deal that's being made for Blue Cross Blue Shield for some out-of-state company to run it, a for-profit company. Now, when you have no choices like me, what do I do? And it's not about me. It's about us. And they got some people, and I'm going to name names. Some people are going to make a lot of money in this deal. Some of our greatest ties to politicians in the good old boy network who don't really care because they're going to make so much money, it doesn't matter. I'm telling y'all, if you got in the mail, what I got was talking about this sale, and they let you respond to it. If you got Blue Cross Blue Shield, you don't really pay attention to it. You need to go pay attention to it. And you need to determine what's best for you. But them selling this, I mean, there are some people starting to get involved in this that need to get involved to stop this and shut it down. Now, one of the other things that disturbs me, now I know that, uh, I know that Jim Donlan is not running for insurance commissioner. I mean, he couldn't win. He, he knew he couldn't win. He couldn't win because everything is skyrocketing. And, and so I've, to be nice, Jim's usually responds to me. I've texted him twice, and he hadn't even responded to me. And I told him up front, we want to know about this Blue Cross Blue Shield deal. I mean, this is under his watch. He, if, if he doesn't think this is a good deal, he needs to say and come out loud and clear. And if he says he doesn't know, well, how in the heck are you and me going to know? Right, that makes sense. You're the insurance commission. This is a good deal. Jim ought to be up front saying this is why it's a good deal and explain it to us. Or Mr. Donlin needs to come explain it to us why it's a bad deal and we stop this before it happens. And what is the rush? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you. It, it's, it's, it's got... Jim Donlin ought to be leading the charge for one way or the other. Jim Donlin ought to come on this program or go wherever and let people know about this. We need to know because if Jim Donlin, if Jim Donlin steps up, okay, Jim Donlin ought to be able to, he's a, he's a pro on it. He's a pro, right? He's the pro when it comes to insurance. Why ain't he out there telling him this is a good deal or bad deal? The only thing I ever seen him comment on is he didn't know. Well, if Jim Donlin don't know, you and me don't. We're not in the insurance business every year. Maybe somebody in the business can call and let us know what's going on because you got to read it. 
it looks like to me is not the deal we want. It looks like to me, what are you, who are you to say? But they're telling me to send in, do I agree or disagree? They're telling me to vote. I'm voting with my mouth right now. You even had people, this is what's bad. The U.S. DOJ Antitrust Division also is commenting concerns. They, they got concerns for it. I mean, folks, we can't afford for this to be a ripoff. We don't ha- I don't have nine places to go compete for my insurance. I don't. If I don't have nine places to go compete for my insurance, then and I'm already paying an unbelievable price, I'm probably going to push $3,000 a month next year. Folks, that's what about a $9,000 deductible. Somebody asked me if I was going to retire. Huh? <laughs> I better go to work. I better keep working. I better keep working a long time with all this stuff's jacking up. But Blue Cross Blue Shield, folks, they can't jump up and do this. They, it's just we need to know some clarity on if this is a good deal. And all I'm getting from people, this is a horrendous deal. But don't you think Jim Donlan ought to step up and tell us what the deal is? Don't y'all think we ought to be calling Jim Donlan, head of insurance? Now, somebody's going, well, are you picking on I'm not picking on Jim Donlan. These guys like coming on your program when they're running for office. Tim Temple, he's our new uh, elect, Brandon, right? He's a new insurance elect. Maybe I ought to call Tim. Maybe Tim knows more about this than anybody else. Maybe he doesn't. But he's the insurance elect. Where's he on this deal? And I don't want to hear that, well, we don't know if this is a good deal or a bad deal. If you're Jim Donlan, at least, not so much Temple, but at least Donlan ought to be able to come on in and explain why it's good or why it's bad. Because everything I'm getting from people over and over and over again is this is not a good deal for us. And this company has a history of coming in. They're talking about lowering premiums. They're going to even send a check back to us and wait till the next year. They're buying everybody's faith. Don't y'all want to know? And if you don't have Blue Cross Blue Shield, Brandon, I don't know what you have. But if you don't have Blue Cross Blue Shield, wouldn't you like to know if you had to go use it, who's going to be running it? Now, Brandon, you 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 do more of the company stuff, right? And they kind of self insure. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, it's the the. I, it's not the same situation. So uh, you know, I'm, but, but I'm not 100. percent But I mean, but what if tomorrow? Yeah, you didn't have this job. I I know it'd be different. You know, because mm-hmm. you'd be you you would be. I'm just because I know your situation. You, right, your right. wife works independently, mm-hmm. and if if you had to go get a job, didn't have insurance, you'd probably do your wife and your wife. Y'all would have to do pretty much what we do. There's that. There's other options, too. There's also MediShare. MediShare is another option. That's one of the ones I'm going to have to go look at. But mm-hmm. I'm looking at the overall coverage yeah, blue yeah. Sh- across Blue Shares. A lot of the state of Louisiana, right. you, don't, they don't, you, don't, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. So Jim Donlin's the insurance commission. Where in the heck is Jim Donlin? Why ain't he manning up and telling people what the deal is? And I don't, and I don't know if it's a good deal is not the answer first, folks. Not when they're trying to put together something that looks shady at best. Shady at best. By the way, I got some big name people I can name, and it's going to make a lot of money if this happens. I will be naming names. They need to be named. They got one close to Bobby Jindal. I thought he was a bad player when he was with the Jindal team. 
He's making millions. Playing the game. Playing the old game, and you and me pay the price. They live the life, we pay the price. They live the life of Raleigh, we pay the price. Sick of that. Let's take a break. 844-766-6607. John Blanchard at the top of the hour. Looking forward to it. Take a break. Be right back. When politicians handcuff the police instead of criminals, we have a problem. This is Jeff Landry. As an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy, I will defend, not defund, our police. Serving as your attorney general, I've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street. I have seen the need for change, and I will lead. As your governor, I will reverse failed policies that are driving crime, bring truth and transparency to criminal justice, and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, we must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at jefflandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Paid for by the Fleming Campaign. The race for Louisiana State Treasurer hasn't received much attention, but the choices are simple. A big spending political insider rhino who voted in the legislature to bust every spending cap that had been set. Or a leftist Democrat who has taken dead aim at the essential oil and gas jobs in Louisiana. Or Dr. John Fleming, former deputy chief of staff for President Trump, an outspoken conservative in Congress, successful businessman, a military veteran. Dr. Fleming's conservative credentials has earned him the endorsement of the Louisiana GOP, as well as numerous parish GOP endorsements. John Fleming's candidacy has also won the support of Congressman Mike Johnson, Clay Higgins, and even Congressman Jim Jordan. There's no doubt who the conservative Republican is in the race for Louisiana Treasurer. Dr. John Fleming, tight-fisted with our tax dollars. Dr. John Fleming, Louisiana Treasurer. Support lawyer. Hello, welcome back. Moon Graffon Show, Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline, 844-766-6607. Now, folks, this is the kind of stuff that gives me the ripping reds. So I got a text back from Donlin about coming on a program and explaining this. Sorry, he says, but can't do that. Lawyer's order. Well, who's going to explain it to us, Jim? What the hell we hired you for? What do we hire you for, Donlin? You can't go out and collect to go explain what the deal is? How hard is this to explain what the deal is? Man, I, this is the problem, folks. I'm glad Jim's leaving. God dang, we can't get nothing from him. I mean, you got to be able to, if you can't get the insurance commissioner, folks, I'm going to tell you, most people are not going to read this. 
Most people are not going to read this. Don't you think it would be nice to have somebody in the commissioner's office, the commissioner who's, by the way, leaving, who didn't want to run anymore, won't come on the program because lawyers say don't do that. (laughs) Poor Louisiana. We, We... we get dumb about a second. We, as include myself, to put up with this. So what is it? Is it a good deal or bad deal? Can somebody call me and tell me if it's a good deal or bad deal? I'm reading it now. I'm trying to figure it all out. I'm leaning toward big-time bad deal. Big-time bad deal. But somebody may can straighten me up on something I might have a question on. But I ain't finished reading it yet. And I know most people are not reading it if you're on Blue Cross or Blue Shield. And the, the head of the insurance committee said, nope. Hey, come on, lawyers say no. Why? For us not to find out what the truth is before we cut a deal and get rid of the only thing we got? Somebody made a good point. So on uh, they did a hearing August 21st and 22nd, and somebody just wrote me and made a great point. He said, we came out of the public hearing on the 21st and 22nd. You would think there would be some follow-up. Ain't no follow-up. Why? Why do we need follow-up? Nobody's going to stand. Most people are not going to read it. Uh, let's go to Peggy in West Monroe. Peggy, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I'm confused. I'm with uh, Vantage, Medicare Vantage, okay? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, I'm, I'm, sir? I said, yes, ma'am, I understand. Go ahead. A month ago, I got a letter from Vantage saying that they had been bought out by Blue Cross Blue Shield and that in a, a month we'll be getting the information and it's going to call, be called Blue Vantage now. So that's, I mean, I don't understand if they're letting everybody know okay. they've been bought out by Blue Cross. Okay, but don't you, don't, would you like? Peggy, to understand what's going on with a company you've never heard of that's going to come in and make a bunch of people filthy, filthy rich and leave you, me, wondering if this is a good deal or not. And a year later, we find out it was a horrible deal. Don't you think Jim Donlan, making an excuse where lawyers tell me not the same thing. We're not asking you to rule on something. We're asking you to tell us if this is a good deal or bad deal. Why is good? Why is bad? Why can't he come give both sides? His would be the good thing. Here would be the bad thing. You mean to tell me you got to have a damn lawyer tell you that you can't talk about it? I mean, it, exactly. I, just, I just don't understand. Exactly. We, we, you want to know why our state stays last? I'll give you an example right here. Yes, sir. You got that. Lord, That's help exactly. us. You mean to tell me, Peggy, me and you are not in the insurance business, so I'm not going to act like I am. I wish there was somebody in the insurance business can call me and explain what's going on. I'm trying to learn myself, and I'm calling people. But wouldn't you like somebody to just explain if it's a good deal or bad deal? Yes, I would. I don't want them to wait to the last minute. And then we only have a, a few golden months where we can change insurance companies if we want to. Yes, ma'am. Well, I need to know what their benefits and everything are because I may not want them, especially if they're going through such turmoil. Well, all I know is this. There's going to be a few people 
there's going to be a few people, and I'm going to name some names, going to be filthy rich by the deal. I'm a nice guy, Peggy. I want you to know who's going to make all the money in case it goes bad. That's right. That's right. Because I think this. I'm I'm just being blunt. Most people are not following this. Most people are not reading the policy. You get the, you could vote on it actually. Most people are not touching this. And so when it when uh-huh. you get it in the mail, like you said you got in the mail that they bought out, you didn't know nothing about that when you bought it. No, and the letter said that it had been in the works for over a year, but they're just now going to make the changes 2024. Yeah, somebody just so said they about their doctor. Somebody just worry. said their doctor specialist sent me a letter. Blue Cross will not worth work with them on rates and my doctor and will not be able to keep giving folks with Blue Cross health care after December 1st, 2023. The guy, right. just, the guy just sent me this. Now, they're telling, us, they're telling us, I don't understand. How do we know if it's good or bad? Exactly. We don't until they get you hooked. And then start reeling you in, and then what do you do? Well, what you do is they somebody makes a lot of money, and you and me just sit here and listen. Now you can go to <laughs> Louisiana Department of Insurance, look at the public comments made on this, the pros and cons of it. I'm doing that. I'm just telling uh-huh. you that to me, it looks like the cons I work the pros at least so far. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't. But the thing about it is, I know, like I said, I, I know Jeff Landry said this. This does not look like a good deal. Well, I trust him. I'm well, sorry, but I do trust him. Yeah. Well, so. I got. I'm trying to read some of the letters. I'm, I'm talking to some people. I just think it's. I just think it's a wuss for not for the. Uh, Jim Jim Donlin, who's going to be our insurance commission in a few more months, not to come on. Okay. That's right. They need to be up front with everybody. Go get them. That's all I can say, Moon. Go get well, them. Let I, us know what you said. I don't. I don't have the. I don't have all the facts yet. I just don't like what I've seen yeah. so far. If somebody wants to change my mind, they can change it. I'm just telling you what I've studied, read, people I've talked to. This doesn't look real good, but then this guy's saying they already sent a letter to him said after December 1st, so I bet the deal's already cut. I bet the deal was cut before they sent out letters to people saying this is what's going to happen. What do y'all think? They just started public comment August 21st, August 22nd. My, de- my bill at belief is in Louisiana, they put all that out for show. The deal's already cut, and it doesn't really matter what you say. That's right. You got an that's insurance right. commissioner just, that's going to be quiet saying, well, the lawyers don't want me to say nothing. What can you say? Come tell us the pros and cons. Don't even take a side if you don't want to. But what's sad about that is if you've been my insurance commissioner, you should take a side for the people of Louisiana who kept voting for you. Uh-huh. I, that's I, right. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out some common sense, and it ain't too common no more. Well, it'll come up. The truth will come up to the surface, and then, you know, you're going to find out all kinds of things. Yeah, but unfortunately, tell people all the time, when we miss, we miss bad, and it hurts people. I don't know how much more I can keep paying health insurance-wise per month. I mean, I just, would I, would I pay $8,000 a month? 
What do we do? We eat dog we eat, we eat dog food for for lunch and supper, but we got our health care. Anyway. Yeah. All right, darling. Appreciate okay. it. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Bye bye. And uh, if you, Brandon, if you're not gonna be, if you're not gonna be the the insurance commissioner no more, you can't come tell us the pros and cons. What? How can you get in trouble with lawyers if you come on in and talk about it? He's a Republican. There ain't nothing like a whip, a wimp Republican. Nothing like that. Dime a dozen in this state. Take a break, John Blanchard. When we get back. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette, a Town Square Media station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Nothing stopping it now. I'm Chris Foster. Fox News. Hurricane Adalia is moving to the Gulf of Mexico. 85-mile-an-hour wind and getting stronger, heading straight for Florida's west coast. Governor Ron DeSantis. One section of over 100,000. You still have time this morning to be able to make your final preparations. Uh, if you are in one of those areas that's in line for some of the major storm surge and you're told to evacuate, you know, you have time to do that. Uh, but you got you to do that now. Adalia is on track at this point to make landfall tomorrow morning along the Big Bend in the northwestern part of the state where the Panhandle meets the Florida Pen- Peninsula. With effects like heavy rain, damaging wind, and life-threatening storm surge throughout much of the state and then Georgia and the Carolinas. Russian state media has released a rare video of Paul Whelan, an American in Russian custody in a labor camp seen lining up with other inmates outside at a sewing machine and with a tray of food. Smiling sometimes and telling the camera crew he can't answer any questions. Waylon, a former U.S. Marine who has American, British, Irish, and Canadian citizenship, was detained at a Moscow hotel in 2018 and sentenced to 16 years in prison on an espionage charge he denies. Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke with him earlier this month. Waylon's brother David says the video is the first time he's really seen Paul since 2020. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Biden administration announces the next step in a plan to lower Medicare drug costs. A centerpiece to President Biden's Inflation Reduction Act was a provision authorizing Medicare to negotiate directly with drug makers to reduce the price of prescription drugs for seniors. The administration has listed 10 drugs the program will start with, including Jardiance, a diabetes medication, and Eliquis, a blood thinner, Inestro, a heart treatment, and Enbrel, arthritis medication. That's Fox's Jared Halpern in Washington. Louisiana House Republican Majority Leader Steve Scalise says he started treatment for multiple myeloma, what he calls a very treatable blood cancer. America's listening to Fox News. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go, shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. When a restaurant closes, my reaction is, that sucks. They had good steak. 
When regional banks close or three of them close overnight, it freaks me out. This is why I have my own personal gold reserve. It's part of my personal protection plan. Call my friends at Oxford Gold Group. Call 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-G-O-L-D. Court-appointed special advocates, or CASA, are specially trained volunteers that help secure safe homes for abused and neglected children. Don't let these innocent victims slip through the cracks of our complicated legal system. Get involved today. Call CASA at 268-5111. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m., on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Donlin too, but I ain't gonna do that. Brandon, Brandon's got inside joke. It's inside joke. Hi y'all, welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Eight four four seven six 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 oh seven is the number if you'd like to be part of the program. Listen, I got more in the Blue Cross Blue Shield a little later in the program. I get to that. I got some names. I don't mind naming them. Also, uh, uh, I'll, I'll get some co- comments and quotes from people that think this is such a bad deal. Hospitals don't like it at all, and I don't blame them. So, anyway, more on that as the program unfolds. But we're going to jump gears. I'm looking forward to that. I had not had him on in a while, and it ain't my fault. John Blanchett, you hear me brag about Matthew James all the time. Tax and Wealth Management Hotline, of course, is our hotline. Jack, good to see you, man. Same you here. You're worn out. Uh, <laughs> six kids, yeah, worn out. <laughs> <laughs> and going through baseball season does it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's just, well, the heat outside. Look, man, yesterday we finally got some rain. You know, a little I saw rain in my house. I meant to tell people. I went outside and literally put my hands up and said, thank you, Lord, and got wet. Yeah, I'll tell you what. My you wife know, said, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting wet. I mean, but between people's yards, but really for the farmers, you know. I mean, driving yeah. around. And me and my buddies on the weekends will go ride motorcycles all, all throughout Acadiana. We'll go all the surrounding parishes and something, seeing the uh, – 
the uh, you know all these fields where you know you got acres and acres of of sugar cane and it doesn't look pretty even like yeah. really like north yeah. of ten it's pretty scary you know and I know these guys been doing any kind of dance they can to try to get some rain yeah, my, down. My, my yard is it, is the worst I've ever seen it in the history of having a house and yard yeah. <laughs> and guess what. I don't care because nothing I can do about it. Yeah, it'll it literally it, cannot do anything, and I'm not going to do anything about yeah, it. But just, what's more important than the than the you know than the yards and and even the crops? It's like making sure you're you know if you're carrying a, a toddler, an infant in your car, yeah. you know don't get busy. Make sure you take that kid out. You know, we, unfortunately, that time of the year those things happen either in our area or somewhere else. And I know you know a friend of ours accidentally you know they were in a rush and totally forgot their their kid in the car, and after six hours, unfortunately, the kid you know has gone. And uh, yeah, passed because of the heat. Makes, so just keep in mind, sick, like yeah. you know, one thing animals I tell, too. You can leave an animal. Oh, absolutely. You know, one big thing for me is you know, anytime I'm you know walking to a grocery store, walking out of, I'm like not like I'm trying to vandalize people's cars or steal something. But I'm like, I'm just take. I'm like walking by. I'm like, okay, do I see if somebody? You see it, yeah, yeah because I'm a, I'm a dad. I'm I'm always on alert. So it's just something to think about. All right, let's um, let's let's talk about a little bit of finances. Ch- jump gears. I, I something that uh, I want. I've been wanting to ask you about anyway. Uh, the other day, there was an article, and I read it on there. I think it was yesterday. We ran up $98 billion worth of debt in one week. Now, John, it's it's like money. We don't care what happens with money anymore. Think about what I'm telling you. Spend it, print it, spend it. Everybody else is living. They're not watching it. And the government is just, I mean, they are toasting. But a billion dollars in a week, I mean, sorry, almost $100 billion in a week of pure raw debt, what's happening with people's mindset on money? I'm talking about bankers and politics. It used to be money meant something. Man, these cats, it don't mean anything anymore. Yeah, look, there's a lot of, um, you know, people out in D.C. running this country uh, into the ground. But, you know, the thing is, there's no common sense when it comes down to fundamentals with math. And realistically, most of these politicians, if you put them running a hot dog cart in the middle of Manhattan— I wouldn't. They would fail. I agree with that. And the thing is, they they're they're in charge of of passing legislation and bills and all these other things, spending packages for the government for for us, you know, and that's going to affect you know me, you, and everybody else around us in our future, our kids, our grandkids, because the amount of debt they are accumulating. And we got to look at you know pre two thousand eight, like in 06, we had around uh, eight trillion dollars of national debt. That's not including the unfunded liabilities of Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security on top of the national debt. Well, looking at it now, we, we have, you know, at the end of the decade, realistically, we're going to have it. We're going to be at $40 trillion of debt, not national debt, not including the, the liabilities of Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. But in, in 2008, David Walker was the, the former comptroller general, stated that we had to double our tax rates to pay off our debt. And that was at right over $8 trillion of debt at that point in time. Now you're at 30. Or right at 34. Right. That's a big number. Yeah, but they're talking about with Biden's new budget, 10 years, they're talking about 50 trillion. Oh, Nobody's yeah. even, it's like. No big deal. It's, that's what I'm saying. But do you see the same thing? It's just like, we don't care. It's just money. Don't worry about it. We print some more. We go sell some debt. And what happens when the foreigners, China, whoever, Japan, who, when they say, well, we're not going to buy your debt anymore. Yeah, that's going to be a big issue. So that's, hey, look, we already have seen what happened with the credit rating of the country going down. So that was effectively towards the end of uh, July that happened. And we could see what happened to the market itself where we had, a, you know, somewhat of a sell-off since then. It's been rocky ever since. It's been This whole year has been rocky in general, even though we've had some growth. Um, but we have to look at the big picture of what's going on overall. Look at the amount of debt that we're in- incurring. Look at, you know, the, the, the assets that you may have, what kind of vulnerability you're exposed to. 
last year, we saw a major drawdown in the market. I mean, the S&P was down over 19%. We saw these flagship retirement accounts through Vanguard and Fidelity, where people had their majority of their 401ks in, where those got fell, fell to a bottom around 27% before, you know, probably in Q3 of last year, they rebounded a little bit. But something that's supposed to be secure and, and you're supposed to have more preservation of principle, we saw a lot of exposure. And so everything was down last year, equities and stocks. And so on traditional, you know, buy and hold money management. So we have to look at a different way, a different approach and having a, a, a different tactical strategy, a different assortment of assets, but also a, a tax management focus as well. Because with all this debt that we're incurring, we have to have a distribution plan that looks at taxes as well. Yeah. And, I tell people that if they, if they call you, you can talk about their retirement, what they're going to put back, but you also talk about taxes. You also talk about tax planning. You also talk about, let me throw a couple more things. I got some things we're going to talk about a little later, a few minutes later, but I want to mention a couple of the items to you. How bad is this inflation thing affecting people? Well, it's it's hurting a lot of people because when you looked at during COVID, there was people. The media doesn't tell people this. No, no. Not no. at all. They don't even say a word about inflation. So, but the, 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 the interesting thing is that, during COVID, you know, obviously the stimulus payments came into a lot of Americans, which helped people out. Some people wasted the money. Some people invested the money. Some people saved the money. Well, at that point in time, there was a lot of credit cards that got paid off with the extra money. Sure. There was also a lot of savings accounts that had grown in value. But because of this inflation that we've been re- rece- receiving over this last year and a half-ish, um, we've seen where most people went through that savings that they built up their credit cards are being charged now, and we have this all-time it, limit. That's what I'm about to ask you, and it's the biggest it's ever been. Biggest it's ever been, and so inflation has a big thing. You know, has a big thing to, to do with it. You know, the people that are on fixed income, whether they're on disability, they're on on just taking Social Security, maybe they just have a pension, and if they're not pulling from any other area, that's a struggle too. Where some of these people are either forced to go back to the work if they can even go back to work, but the other thing is sometimes people have to maybe move in with another family member. To cut costs, or um, you know, they have to cut down in other areas. So you I know, know that, we know we know, we know a guy at. that's seventy four years old. He just went back to work, and uh, he had a retirement. He'd been retired a while, and he's he's working again. Yeah, and that that's a that's a story that's happening too often. Yeah, it's un, you know having to unretire, and whenever you you have an inflation being an issue, when you have your uh, assets being devalued because of you know market losses, and then you're paying excess of taxes when you're trying to take one income uh, from one area and another one from another place and creates more taxes that you weren't planning on paying, that's like a, a negative trifecta. And a lot of people are exposed to that. So that's a big issue. And even though the cost of living adjustment this coming year, they're announced, going to announce next month, won't be as significant as the last two. It's still better than nothing. But the thing is, it's it's a matter of having other assets that you can use, that you can use for supplemental income, but also you have to have the emergency fund there. And a lot of people have exhausted those emergency funds because of inflationary costs. And all this stuff hits. His name is uh, John Blanchard, Matthew James. Y'all hear me brag about him all the time. Uh, one other thing, interest rates, if they're going to continue to go up, do you see a stop in that? Do you think, I mean, when I'm looking at printing of money, a billion dollars in a, not, let me back up, a hundred billion dollars in a week, interest rates going to continue to skyrocket. Don't you think? I mean, do you see any end in sight or slowing down or, are we making adjustments on stuff that really should have been rising since Barack Obama was in office? They should have had a balance back then because I remember when Obama got in office, said, well, we're not going to raise rates, uh, not before 2014. How do you determine that in, 20, in 2008? How do you determine that? You're not letting the market do it. You're doing it. So interest rate-wise, what do you, you see? Yeah, I mean, look, we're expecting to see more 
more increases, um, probably that quarter point, um, not much more than that. But look, I mean, Powell I mean, can quarter come point, out and say, quarter point, quarter point, quarter point, it, adds it, up it, to a point. Yeah. it definitely adds up, but it's not like a point at one time. Sure. Um, it might be, you know, a point over a 12 month period. And look, ideally, that's going to affect a lot of different things. You know, a lot of different markets It's going to affect pension funds. It's going to f- affect payouts. It's going to affect, um, you know, whenever you go buy a home, you finance a car, all that, all those things will be all will be affected. And so because of that being affected, that's going to reduce the amount of discretionary income that most people will have, but also it's going to drive the markets in different ways. So we just have to pay attention to what's going to happen. But also there's a lot of people trying to buy houses right now thinking, okay, well, a first time homeowners is a struggle. Oh yeah. And so, you know, think, okay, I'm gonna get a 30 year fixed. I'm paying, you know, whatever the rate is, six, seven percent, whatever they it's over they, seven, now, over right? seven yeah. whatever they're going to get locked in at. And the, but the thing, the thought process is, OK, when it goes down, I'm going to go ahead and refinance. it. OK, well, yeah, that sounds great. But when's it going to go down? But they're looking at early first time homeowners are looking at what the history has been for the last 15 years. Right. But we might not have a 15 year cycle. It might be totally opposite. I was here with 21 percent uh was it twenty one percent of inflation, fourteen percent interest rates? I remember all those. Yeah, 18, yeah, whatever it was, it was pretty. Okay, real quick, we're gonna take a break because I want to touch two or three things that you want to touch. Current market status. You look at the stock market. Look at what's going on. Where are we right now? Yeah, what do you look, think? Good, bad, ugly, holding. Look, what? It, it's um, look. Even though the the market has somewhat recovery this year, since the the government gotten has gotten downgraded the credit rating. Uh, we're looking at the, with the end of uh, July that happened. Mm-hmm. We've seen a, you know somewhat of a sell-off in the market. It's been rocky. Look, we have some days that are great, some days that are worse. Uh, it, it, we're seeing a lot of vol- volatility. We've been seeing that since the beginning of COVID. Now the thing is, is that are we out the the the, the water yet as far as you know as far as market losses? No, we're, we're going to see some more stuff in the future. But now with you know elections coming up, there's a lot of different things going on that's you know that's pumping this market. It's a matter of when it's going to hit. So. You know, thinking, okay, well, I'm going to buy this investment. I'm going to be long on it, and uh, I'm expecting it. You know, we're going to see some good growth on the next couple of years. I think you might be a little naive on what's really going to happen. I don't have a crystal ball, and nobody else does either. But it's a matter of looking at big picture, how the markets are overvalued, looking at, okay, is Buffett sitting on the sidelines with a lot of cash, or he's buying a lot of things right now? So these are things that we have to look at and make. If he's a sitting with cash. You need to be sitting with cash. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you absolutely. thought his name is John Blanchard? Come back and wrap up with him and. Uh, Cover a few more little items for you. Great point. That's why I brought that up. He's sitting on cash. I want to have cash as well. Take a break. Be right back. Nicole Spellman Group, I think of expertise. I think of people being relieved when they got to sell your home. When you have to sell a home, are you trying to buy a home? It's not nice to have a person that you can grab or a company that you can grab and say, hey, help me do this. I need the stress taken off. I got life to live. This company's out of Baton Rouge, but let's say you live in a place like Monroe. Man, they can help you in Monroe or anywhere in the great state of Louisiana. That's what's unique about the company, and hardly anybody does what they do. They reach the whole state so they can help you sell your home anywhere. You know, when you look at Nicole Spellman Group, they have a system of selling houses. 
warehouses. They got a system that creates more demand. And what does that do? It results more multiple offer situations. And by the way, that helps you get more money to closing faster than the average agent. That's pretty awesome. That's what Nicole Spellman Group is all about. Anywhere in the state of Louisiana, they can service you. They can help you. They can take the pressure off of you to sell at home and get top dollar. NicoleSpellmanGroup.com. I'm telling you, when you go to them, you're going to go, wow, I'm so glad I heard about them. The Louisiana Republican Party endorsed Liz Merle for attorney general. That's no surprise. Liz is one of us, an eighth-generation Louisianan, LSU Tiger, wife and mom with a concealed carry permit. She's Louisiana Solicitor General. That means when Louisiana goes to court, we send Liz Merle to fight for us. Liz has defeated Joe Biden's lawyers time and again. When Biden came after our oil and gas jobs, Liz stopped them. She fought for the unborn at the U.S. Supreme Court. During COVID, Liz stood for freedom. When a pastor was arrested for holding church service, Liz defended our rights to worship. She stood up for us, protected our freedoms, and she keeps criminals where they belong, in jail. Liz is our fighter. She will work nonstop to keep Louisiana safe and free. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by Safe and Free Louisiana, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline, 844-766-6607. We got the man right here with us. Uh... By the way, I do want to mention, it was just reported several people have sent in Steve Scalise. Representative Steve Scalise has said he's got a treatable blood cancer. Without going into detail, and that uh, he will continue the next few months to get treatment. And we pray for Steve Scalise. He's our Louisiana 1st Congressional District guy, majority whip Steve Scalise. So he does have some type of blood cancer, but he said it's treatable. So we'll be praying for Steve Scalise. That's just came out. I've gotten about 20 people just hit me with it. All righty, uh, John Blanche, of course. Matthew Jane, John, real quick, quick on Social Security. You know, a guy like me, I'm 62, but I'm not, I'm not touching it. Okay, uh, 67 would be the earliest, if not 70. But my point being is, I need to worry if it's going to be there or not. That you have no way to even know. I think the government's going to always have some Social Security there, yeah. but you just don't know because some people get nervous about the government. They keep telling us it's going broke. Yeah, look, a lot of people are very nervous. I, I you know, the people that are currently taking it or are near term taking it, I don't think they're going to have an issue at all. Uh, people, let's say my age group, I'm 42, people that are younger than me, I think, you, you know, my personal opinion is that you shouldn't be dependent on it because because of the financing of the government, what's going on right now. Now, hopefully it's there because, look, I've paid into it too, just like yeah, everybody else yeah. has. So, I, like, I definitely want what's mine. And I think, you know, everybody deserves that. And and Social Security is the foundation for people's, you know, retirement. For people that are in retirement or about to be in retirement, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a core Thing that you got to you know expect to receive because you paid into it, and then from there we got to look at okay when's the best you know timing to get it. It depends. It depends if you're single, if you're married, what's your health status, um, you know all, that. all those things. So like if 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 you don't think you're going to live past eighty two, you probably want to take it as early as possible. Now if you think you can live beyond eighty three, <laughs> you might want to wait till full I, retirement age. If I keep running my mouth, I may as well go take it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I don't know if I'm gonna make it or not. Yeah, but you also have to look at do you, you know do you have a dependent? Is, is your spouse, um, you know, if you if you're married? So then 
your married your, your spouse could receive part of your benefit and then if you pass away prematurely then the spouse could yeah, receive yeah. the breadwinner's benefit so there's a lot of different um you know scenarios and angles that we got to look at to make a, a good decision all right ben is on selling business that you see it happen all the time talk a little bit about the taxes due and deferred the deferred sales trust that you have uh, worked with people that are selling businesses. Yeah, so because if you get a lot of money, you got to do something with the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look. You got current, you know, got people that are that are running a business now, probably not planning on selling it anytime soon. And you got to think about that that big tax bill that you have each and every year that you have to pay. And we got to look at what we look at, and, and it's myself and there's Caleb. He's a CPA in our office, and we have some tax attorneys as well. What we do lose look at is, is reducing your tax exposure each and every year through very creative planning. And so using all the tax deductions that are in the code that are there for business owners. So there's a lot of different things there. If you're interested in learning more about it, call our office or want to get more information. But, you know, for the people that are looking at selling their business, one thing that we're doing to help them um, basically not have to pay the, the taxes on the sale of the business, because if you're selling a, a business a seven figure plus, yeah. you know, that's a that's a heavy tax Big bill money. because you got to look at you're paying federal. And more than likely, you probably depreciate everything else. So everything is just a capital gain. Okay. okay, there's not much of a cost basis anymore. So whenever you look at paying the the on the high end side, thirty seven percent plus the net investment income tax plus the state tax, you're basically at fifty. You know, very close to fifty. So ideally, what we have to look at is some some specialized planning through trust, where the the buyer of your business would pay the trust. You don't owe money to Uncle Sam. It goes into a deferred status inside the trust, inside of an incubator. Basically, it's like a supercharged IRA. And then you can reinvest all those proceeds. So instead of, like, say, you sell a business for X million and you have to pay a certain amount of million in taxes, now that same million that you would have to pay to the treasury stays in the trust and it's working for okay, you. Okay. And then the only time you pay taxes is whenever you take distributions at, uh, 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 from the trust. And if you can control the distributions, maybe the max you can pay. That's 12%. why people ought to call you a business, you're an individual, retirement, you worry about taxes. John Blanche is his name, MatthewJames.com, MatthewJames.com. Let's do it again sooner because it's been a while. Absolutely. No matter what that dude out there says, you come whenever you want. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. Be right back. Uh, Dodie Harton will join us. She... Okay, that's good. We're good. brings the border crisis to our backyard, delivering human trafficking, fentanyl, and warring cartels. Since Biden can't secure the border, Liz Merle will secure Louisiana as our next attorney general. She successfully fought and delayed the Biden administration's border policies and stopped the revolving door justice system. It's why DAs across the state and the Republican Attorneys General Association have endorsed Liz Merle. Trusted conservative leadership. Liz Merle for attorney general. Paid for by Liz Merle for attorney general. 70% of prison inmates read at a fourth grade level or below. We can't cut crime without fixing our schools. Participation in early childhood education reduces criminal activity by 20%. Our schools are our first line of defense against crime. Bullying stops teaching and stops learning. One in five Louisiana high school students reports being bullied on school property. One out of six will skip school at least once in the next 30 days, scared for their safety. We lead the nation in percent of high school students who attempt suicide. As governor, 
I'll support counseling for the bully and the child being bullied. Violent repeat offenders will go to an alternative school that teaches the citizenship and character necessary to become a responsible citizen, or they'll just go to juvenile jail. Kids can't learn if we let our schools become minor league for the Department of Corrections. Hunter Lundy, Governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. Attention business. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hi, y'all all. Welcome back, Moon. This is Moon Graffon. That's my daughter, Maddie. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's, she's been trying to get on the asses. She's been, she been trying to get on the ass since, what, 8.30? Maddie, you did, <laughs> Maddie, you did great, too. I mean, you know, oh my that's, God. that's the best hype person you can do to get you and By the way, before we get to our special guest, I want to mention J&J Exterminator, because if you're looking for an exterminator, I don't care if it's for commercial or your residential, J&J is the Hey, folks, a Louisiana company, the largest independently owned exterminator in the state of Louisiana and cover every part of the state. J&J Exterminator, Mr. Bobby John and gang have been around for a long time, and they're so happy that they can cover the whole state. So you've got bug, termite problems. You need Everybody's got to have a termite inspection before you buy a house or sell a house. Get J&J to come do it. I did it. They came, treated mine. I got this uh, <coughs> guarantee on mine with dealing with termites. And so it doesn't matter if you're looking termite, bug problem, you got a commercial business, J&J Exterminator is the only name you need to know. I promise you, I've been using them that long, and I trust them, and a lot of other people do too. J&J Exterminator, go to the website, check them out. If you live in Louisiana, they can service you. Actually, parts of Texas as well. All righty, we have Representative Doty Harden, one of the 19 real conservatives left in the legislature. Doty, how you doing? Doing great. Thank you for having me this morning. Yeah, I let I let Maddie introduce me right before you because I know you don't mind. <laughs> I, I love Maddie. I need her on the campaign trail with me. Who can well, say no to Maddie? Let me tell you something. It's funny. People used to accuse me when I was in Monroe because I'd bring Maddie with me sometimes selling. Never missed a sale. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you didn't. <laughs> I, I, go, I go over and tell my bride, I'm going to keep Maddie around. She'd come ride me. Oh, Maddie, how you doing? Yeah, we'll buy. <laughs> <laughs> but Doty, Doty, you you run for re-election. The district number is nine. Okay, yeah, because I don't I don't keep up with district numbers a whole lot. But Doty, how's the campaign going? I mean, I we highly recommend you. You don't change somebody who votes right and who fights. That's Doty Harden. That's the person I know. 
Oh, thank you so much, Moon. It's going well. God sends encouragement and affirmation each and every day. You know, uh, I, I've talked to a lot of people, and we continue knocking on doors and, and working hard for every vote. And, you know, when you have an eight-year record of being the voice of the people, um, it's uh, undeniable. And they know it, and I'm really grateful, grateful for that. Well, there's no doubt about it that, uh, you know, uh, these good old boy network, they're trying to run against people like you. We need to keep the good ones and get rid of the bad ones. You want the good ones. You want—I call them the good guys, but in your case, the good lady. You—you uh, you know, you—you you fought the good fight in Baton Rouge. You—it's—it's it's hard to change the state, and you got to have more Doty Hardens. And I mean this sincerely. We got to have a lot more Doty Hardens to change the state and get it in the right direction. We're gonna have a new governor. We all know that. But will we have a new Speaker of the House and Senate President that's different than what we had? Because we need leadership, and I—I I, I think you've been one heck of a leader. Oh, thank you so much, Moon. It's definitely an honor to serve. I just stand on our core values. And, you know, we work, I work across the aisle as, as uh, when we have uh, bipartisan issues. Uh, you know, we all do, you know. Um, but when it comes to those core values, I just could not bend on those. I don't believe my district expected me to. In fact, you know, uh, I'm, be, I'm being attacked because, because of uh, my district's core values and standing on those. You know, and all Bossier Parish, not just my district, all Bossier Parish was punished uh, when it came to the amount of money that we brought back this past year. And so, uh, but uh, we will get that back in space. Did we still bring money home? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but did we get what we should have? No. Yeah, because, but you didn't cut uh, it out, Dodie. It was the politics no, of Bella Edwards. No. It was the politics of Bella Edwards. Uh, Stuart Little, right. very, very little bishop. It was the politics of the, the, the people that should have never been in power. That's who did that. Well, it was, yeah, this past year was an anomaly. It certainly wasn't the norm, um, especially the total amount of money that we brought home since I've been elected shows that. But it's a team effort. You know, we have had a, a two senators who voted to bust the cap yep. and two state representatives who chose not to. And a vote to bust the cap was not for or against infrastructure. It had nothing to do with infrastructure, as you know, Moon. Yep. It was uh, to spend every dime we had, however the leadership chose to spend it. And so, uh, but, you know, our delegation was punished. Not to, not, uh, and so all of Bossier Parish, you know, uh, taxpayer dollars went elsewhere. But, um, again, it was, uh, uh, we still brought home, uh, you know, this past year over $20 million, but and I have it all, you know, on record, and I share it with people. To, to be able to show the truth when they're faced with uh, fake news. And yep. so um, uh, people, though, you know, they said, Dodie, my, my, my value was worth more than a, a road. My value was worth more than a park. Uh, you know, my standing for our values was worth more than a park. And I said, um, so, you know, we'll get, our, we'll get what we were denied this past year in spades. But the main thing is, is that we stand, the, we stand and we don't cave in to those to those that uh, try to bully you and, and conform you to their image. Yeah, you know, you know? You, people don't realize you run, you're running a campaign. You're doing, you did everything you told the uh, voters you would do. You stood on your principles, and yet there's people out yes, there that put up a, another Republican, somebody that doesn't have a clue what's going on. The people behind the campaign are, are people that are good old boy network that want to beat good people. They want to beat good people down here as well. Dodie, if, you, if, you, if you're elected again, and we do have the right yes, governor. Uh, what, are, what are some of the few things? I mean, you had some bills that you had passed that were really good bills for the state of Louisiana, but what would you like to see done with the right leadership? 
with the right leadership, of course, number one is crime. You know, uh, when they that uh, Justice Re- Reinvestment Act was passed, I believe, in 2018, I voted against it because uh, I knew they'd let out violent criminals. That's when our crime rate started to rise. And uh, at least that's what the numbers show. And so uh, I believe we've got to go and amend those laws to where we hold uh, violent criminals accountable. And then uh, I'd like to find a way to help our juveniles that, you know, all we have is juvie hall or uh, for them to go to. We need we need to be able to uh, have a place where we can uh, educate our, our juveniles that are, are, are troubled or come from, you know, commit certain crimes before they get to violent crimes to teach them uh, skills so they can have a hope in the future. And then we need to address the higher insurance rates. That's what you do there. You know, we have to we have to pass tort reform in, in its entirety. You know, we've, we've done bits and pieces that will add to the total uh, um, laws that we need to be able to lower our rates. But number one, Moon, is uninsured motorists. Mm-hmm. we got to get a handle on that, you know. And so because we have more uninsured motorists, I believe, than any state in the nation. And that contributes to our higher insurance rates as well. And bringing in more competition, which is what was at this past uh, that special session that we had was is meant to do. And I believe it's, it, we're seeing some success. And then we got to pass, uh, have some tax reform that's job friendly, that's consumer friendly. You know, we've got to deregulate uh, uh, business, you know, oil and gas and, and encourage entrepreneurship. We got to streamline our permitting process. When you can go to Texas and get a, a permit to drill a rig in three weeks and here it takes six months to a year, that's just not good. So we have a lot we can do with the right governor. It, it's no holes barred, you, but you have to have the right governor and the, and the conservative House and conservative Senate to all buy into the same vision to move do a 180 in the state. But Dodie, you've also been endorsed by some pretty heavy hitters. I mean, Senator John Kennedy, if you vote for Kennedy, why would you go against Dodie? If you vote for Mike Johnson, why would you go against Dodie? That's two of the many endorsements you've already received. That's some big endorsements that's taking the time to endorse somebody in the state rep position. It's it's definitely a blessing, and I'm grateful for it. Truly am. Uh, They don't endorse people lightly, and so... uh, I, I am. I'm grateful. And, you know, every conservative group, I haven't even put out most of our endorsements yet, you know, because what matters to me is the endorsement of the people that I've served for eight years. And I, I've proven myself. They know me. They can count on me to be person of my word, to be transparent. And, uh, you know, it's like it, it's just amazing to me, Moon. You know, uh, I think you have a former senator. I, I won't say how you refer to him as. <laughs> They put out that I don't have a high school diploma. I just started laughing. They, you know, Dodie's a that's nickname desperate. for Dolores. By the way, that's, that's, that <laughs> is, is total desperation right there. It's just, it just blows my mind, you know, and I'm thinking, surely, you know, people don't believe yeah, but that. Let me tell you, you something, know? Dodie. The people that put out the stuff like that, they have no heart, and they don't have much of a soul. They don't really, and they ain't got nothing between the ears. That's that's where. So what they don't have compared to what they're saying, you don't have is night and day different. Dodie, real quick, address the voters. What do you tell the voters? Why they should vote for you? Why do you feel good about the campaign? And I'll let you go. 
Uh, I feel great because I am a voice of the people, I, and uh, they know that. I, I would love to be able to serve my last term. I'll be in leadership. I'll be able to be intricate. I will be intricately involved in turning the state around and be able to do a lot for my district. You know, what was withheld from us, we'll get back in spades. Uh, you know, uh, Jeff Landry, every time he comes to Bozier, one of the first thing he says is, you will get your tax dollars sent to North Louisiana and to this district. And so uh, I pray, I've proven myself they can trust me, they know me, and uh, I, I pray that they give me my last four years to really be able to yeah. uh, help my district in ways that we were not able to under a liberal governor. Yeah, you need you need to put your back, and you uh, you 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 don't hit, you hit the ground running. Anybody else hits yes, the ground sir. and goes back and calls the people that put them in off and say, "What the hell I do? I don't know what I'm doing." <laughs> That's exactly what. That's the difference. <laughs> I gotta go, Doty Harden. We'll do it again, Thank District you. Nine. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate you, man. All right, right we'll take a break. When we get back, Blue Cross Blue Shield, I'm going to I'll wrap it up with the Blue Cross Blue Shield as, as, as I've, I've studied this stuff, I'm trying to study it, I'm trying to learn more about it, but I got some more information. For, and I will name four people that are going to be filthy rich. Filthy rich. I don't mind mentioning them. They're Louisiana people. That's the Louisiana Good Old Boy Network. We'll be right, we'll be right back. When politicians handcuff the police... Instead of criminals, we have a problem. This is Jeff Landry. As an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy, I will defend, not defund, our police. Serving as your attorney general, I've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street. I have seen the need for change, and I will lead. As your governor, I will reverse failed policies that are driving crime, bring truth and transparency to criminal justice, and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, we must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at jefflandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Paid for by the Fleming Campaign. The race for Louisiana State Treasurer hasn't received much attention, but the choices are simple. A big spending political insider rhino who voted in the legislature to bust every spending cap that had been set. Or a leftist Democrat who has taken dead aim at the essential oil and gas jobs in Louisiana. Or Dr. John Fleming, former deputy chief of staff for President Trump, an outspoken conservative in Congress, successful businessman, a military veteran. Dr. Fleming's conservative credentials has earned him the endorsement of the Louisiana GOP, as well as numerous parish GOP endorsements. John Fleming's candidacy has also won the support of Congressman Mike Johnson, Clay Higgins, and even Congressman Jim Jordan. There's no doubt who the conservative Republican is in the race for Louisiana Treasurer. Dr. John Fleming, tight-fisted with our tax dollars. Dr. John Fleming, Louisiana Treasurer. The did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel. And a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. 
Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. You can always email me, moon at moongraffon.com. Let me give you this a little bit more on this Blue Cross Blue Shield, which ought to concern people. Jim Dylan is wimping out on us by not telling us what's going on. I don't want to hear anything about, I can't do that, lawyers. We want to know what's happening with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Louisiana is financially secure product based in Louisiana. It operates as a nonprofit. Most Louisiana small businesses rely on this Louisiana company. The proposal would change that 90% of the assets and value in the Louisiana company made off of Louisiana policyholders would go to C4 controlled by a few former BCBS board members. $3 billion on the hands of a few Louisiana sounds very concerning. Louisiana will be left with another for-profit health insurance company that will have to drive profits, deliver profits to shareholders by narrowing networks, not paying claims, and raising premiums to L.A. policyholders, such as Louisiana policyholders. Now, folks, that, if it doesn't concern you, it's probably because you don't have Blue Cross Blue Shield, but it really ought to concern you. Uh, four names, 501C, engaged in a political activity, Four executives, four Baton Rouge executives on the board. Tim Barfield, Baton Rouge. Tim Barfield was in whose administration, Brandon? You ready? Jindal. Bobby Jindal. Used to fight with him all the time. Old Bobby Boy's guy, making millions. May really benefit. Dr. Richard Atkins, Baton Rouge dentist. Lafayette businessman Jerome Gregg. And Baton Rouge Advertisement Executive Charles McCoy. Four names. Four names that we ought to be contacting asking, what are y'all doing besides making enriching yourselves? Four names. Four guys. Tim Barfield, Dr. Richard Atkins, Jerome Gregg, and Charles McCoy. Ask them what's in it for them to cut the deal. Well, I mean, why? We, we, one, once again, every time there's money floating around, you can book the good old boy network system. People that have been tied with government, they ain't going to make the money. Jim Donlin's too much of a wimp to come on a program. He's hiding behind the lawyers. I can't say nothing. He's going. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have to answer to the voters. He ought to at least come be honest with us about this. You know, when we think of Jim Donlin, I'm going to think of two things. I'm going to think of very high insurance rates. And then I'm going to think how if this thing with Blue Cross Blue Shield goes south and it ends up hurting us, I'm going to think of Jim Donlin. I'm going to think of Jim Donlin as the Blue Cross dude. I mean, four white dudes, they're going to make all the money. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't understand... When the hospital association says it's going to be a bad deal for them. If it's a bad deal for so many people, why don't they just hold up, put the brakes on? Let's figure this out before we allow this to happen. Why does this have to be rushed during an election year? That's another thing I got a question for. Why is it being rushed during an election year? Now, folks, if you Blue Cross Blue Shield and you're going, I don't know what the heck you're talking about, you need to... You need to go check the information that's been sent to you. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to get somebody to explain it to you. 
because I'm trying to learn it and share it with you. I don't know. This may be a deal. They're going to go from a nonprofit to a profit. <clears throat> you want to say something? You was on the you was on the mic when you. Were, <laughs> I thought you was coughing at me. Uh, excuse me. Okay, okay, that's that's better. I like the excuse me. So, so what are we to make of this? I use Blue Cross Blue Shield. I thought Blue Blue Cross Blue Shield has worked with me. By the way, the Justice Department has joined in the suit. Why does the Justice Department get in this? Folks, what's the rush? Every Blue Cross Blue Shield perp, we don't have any. I don't have anywhere else to go. You got four rich dudes. They're all rich dudes, all rich white males getting ready to make a lot more money. I just gave you the names. Come on, man. Tim Barfield, Edwards, I mean, Bell, uh, Jindal guy, Rich, Dr. Richard Atkins, Jerome Craig, Greg, that is, not Craig, Greg, and advertising executive Charles Brent McCoy already loaded up. That's fine. I hope they made their money. But now all of a sudden, All of a sudden, they're going to make a lot more money. But, folks, don't y'all think if it's a good deal, it could, it could wait to the first of the year? It could wait till a new governor looks at it? Where's Bell on this? Where's old Bell boy? I don't know Bell Edwards come out and say, well, he's, where's Bell Edwards on this? He's our sitting governor. You know, the guy that led us to all this prosperity we got? You know, they tell me Bell Edwards is upset, Brandon. You know why? Well, economic development's going to hit Florida and not us. It's called a hurricane. Where would Bell be without flood, hurricanes, and COVID? What would this state look like financially without all that? They're going to get out just in time. They spend every penny. I think they hurt the next governor. So my question is, where's Bell Edwards on this? We know where Jim Donlin is. He's hiding behind a lawyer. Where's Bell? Ain't he the COE? CEO? Ain't he the CEO? Is he not the CEO? Is he not the CEO for the state? Don't he oversee? Ain't he trying to help people? No, you see, Bell only helps people when it comes to Medicaid. He gets people directly on government services. He wants everybody hooked up on government. Yeah, there's the hospital association. There's the insurance companies. Where's the insurance companies? Y'all for this? This a good deal? This going to be a better deal for insurance companies? Well, I ain't heard from none of them. I think we need to know. I just don't understand it. What is the rush? Why don't we let our next insurance commissioner, who's already won, Tim Temple, make see, let Tim get it. Tim looked at this. Can Tim come make a comment on it and not worry about the lawyers like Donlin says he has to worry about? I mean, I, th- I think this is important stuff. So my question is, again, who's looking out for Louisiana the only people looking out for Louisiana, the four names I just named, they're looking out for Louisiana. No, they're looking out for themselves. They don't give a rat's rear end. They don't have so much money, they ain't going to care what insurance costs. But I can tell you what, I know what it costs me. You know? Donlin ought to be involved in this. You know? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
Anyway, more on this as we go through the rest of the week. If they don't sell it out between our legs before it's over. See you tomorrow. businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair and I approve this message. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL.